Welcome back to Political Ramble. This is your host, Cyrus King. On this podcast episode of this random, it's going to be short, but somebody asked me a question about Tulsi Gabbard. And, you know, I guess, you know, I'm a, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a proud member of the Yang gang, but Tulsi at one time was my first choice. She still was my second choice. So they asked me, like, I spoke about her voting present, which is basically like not voting for the impeachment. And but they asked me something interesting about her reasoning. Her reasoning meaning that she this is a very partisan time and a very divisive time and you know, she wants to she doesn't want to add to division, she wants to add to unity. And what did I think about that message? And it was an interesting question because I actually it actually opens her up to my first serious critique of her. And the critique meaning that I'm all for unity, but you can't have, but, but before you have unity, you have to right wrongs, right? So you can't just say, well, I'm going to be, let's, you know, you got somebody who's committed a whole bunch of crimes. And then you say, well, let's just have unity, right? Because, okay, he doesn't have to say sorry. No, perfect. He doesn't have to say sorry, but we just, he or she doesn't have to say sorry. So we're just going to make up because we want peace. Life doesn't work like that. You commit 10 murders, probably, if we talk about justice, I'm not saying you got to die, but you got to do some time. Well, 10 murders, you probably have to do life. But let's just say one murder. You might do 25, 30 years, you might come out. I mean, it's a shame that people get, people get actually more time for selling drugs than killing people. But that's a whole other story. So when she said that, it opened, I started thinking, and I actually critiqued Bernie Sanders when Bernie Sanders... Immediately, immediately dropped an endorsement of Sank Huger, which is a, a host of the Young Turks, pretty big left-wing um, media outlet, right? But alternative media. And he dropped Sank because Sank had some stuff that he said in the past, and, you know, people got mad. And I said, look, man, if Bernie, and, and this is not just for one thing, Bernie has showed me that even when it came time for him standing up for what was right, and when he nominated Hillary Clinton, because don't forget, it's not really about Hillary Clinton. When the Democrats pushed that Russia propaganda about Russia influenced elections, one thing people miss, one thing the Russians uncovered, supposedly, was that the DNC was, they hijacked Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders' campaign. That got lost in the shuffle. They actually rigged it where Bernie would lose. That got lost in the shuffle. So it became more about Russia helping Trump get Hillary, get Trump elected. But instead of saying, wait a minute, they found out some serious SHIT about us. Damn. That got lost in the shuffle. And I find that interesting because I don't really know how could you forget that. Like, how could you lose that? That's very important. That's a very important difference. And Bernie didn't stand up to that. And I and my theory of Bernie always has been, look, I'm not a socialist. I'm not a democratic socialist, which is sometimes not the same thing. Bernie's I think is a democratic socialist. So which is not which is really not a socialist. But that's not that's neither here nor there. I mean, that's a whole nother topic. I probably make another podcast on that. Socialist versus democratic socialist. But that's not it. Let's not that's neither here or there, right? And I said, if he can't stand up to the democratic wing, there's no way he's gonna which is really the democratic establishment. There's no way he's gonna 
be able to do the stuff that he wants to do because he's going to have to fight both the Democratic elite and the Republican elite. And he's also got to fight American ignorance when it comes to things like socialism. Like, I'm not a socialist, and I don't, I don't think it's the best system for America, but I, don't, I, I also understand that when people use terms like capitalism, socialism, and communism, you have to be very careful in the 21st century. Because China is a communist country, and in some ways, they're more capitalist than we are. You got to be very careful with how you use those terms because it's becoming now one big hodgepodge of the same. Because there is no pure capitalism, there is no pure socialism, there is no pure communism. So what you're getting is something that's designed to look like whatever label you're using at the time, but it's something completely different. Yes, in theory, China is communist. If China was really communist, you wouldn't have billionaires in China. In in a true communist country, you can't have billionaires. So... Shoot, other than New York City, I think Hong Kong, I gotta look at, I know there's a Chinese city, I'm, I'm assuming Hong Kong, but I could be wrong, but it's a Chinese city other than New York, Moscow and China, one Chinese city had the most billionaires, Moscow says they're communists too, in communist countries that is not supposed to happen, so they're not communists, like I said, when you use these terms, there's usually propaganda and people have an agenda behind it, right, we're not, there is no pure capitalism, socialism, communism anymore, that's, that's a thing of the past, so, when you look at it from that point of view, I, I said Bernie didn't have the strength, I think, to go up against those powers. If he can't even go against one wing with the Democratic wing, he can have to go against both wings. And a lot more other, a lot other wings too, because it's like, you know, you got a lot of neutral powers as well, right? That you got to go up against. I don't know if he, if he had the strength to do that, but I like Bernie. In the end of the day, even if I don't agree with all his policies, I think he's the most sincere candidate. It's not even close. He believes what he's saying. And that's very rare in politics. He doesn't change what he says. That's very rare in politics. So I look at Tulsi, and she has a lot, her, a lot of her audience is people in the center, maybe even right wing, males, I'm just being honest, who obviously have some kind of weird fixation with her. I'm not going to say a lot, but she, I would say like 15, 20% of the audience. And so, she doesn't want to go up against that. Now, bruh, let's be honest. You don't want to go up against that. That's a lot worse than, I'm not even a lot worse, a lot easier to go up against than the stuff Bernie has to go up against and he doesn't want to do it. So then I have to be honest and say, well, wait a minute. If you don't want to go up against that, then I got to say, I'm not sure if you got the strength to do what you want either. And that's being fair. As a fan, I'm still a fan of Tulsi. But as a fan, you got I got to keep it real. I don't know if you have the strength to do what you're saying you do. Because foreign agenda, there's a, reason, there's a reason why foreign policy has always been my number one thing. See, when, when, I, when I talk to Tulsi fans, I don't know. Because for me, I've always said foreign policy is my number one thing when it comes to politics. Because I, I understand that that's where you see somebody's true agenda. You see it. When you look at foreign policy, Democrats and Republicans almost do not differ. The only thing they differ in, they differ in is how they implement war. Democrats prefer drone strikes at the time. Republicans prefer sanctions and maybe overthrowing governments covertly, like Venezuela and Bolivia, right? Like even helping Lula get ousted. Little things like that. That's, that's what Republicans, that's what they do, right? But the Democrats prefer drone strikes, They'll they'll do they'll do um, sanctions too, but it'll be more tied into not getting aid 
and things like that. Like, like that's a like if you withhold someone's aid, that's a different that's different than business sanctions. So, but they both really have to say they both basically almost identical foreign policies. Why? That's why both wings support the Iraq War. Both wings always usually vote to increase the military budgets. That's how you know when somebody's true or not. Foreign policy. See, when you deal with domestic policy, there's scripts. There's scripted things you can do. But if I'm Barack Obama and I say, oh, I want to bleed to the center, but I want to pretend to be liberal or progressive, really more progressive, then I come up with the public option, which looks like Medicare for all, kind of, if you don't know what you're doing, right? You say, you know, everyone, it forces everybody to, you know, have insurance and everyone, everyone could get insurance in a sense. It looks like Medicare for all, but it's not even close. The insurance companies still win in that because now you're taxing a whole, like, you, you, they're still making money and they're able to stifle people's natural, where, where, the, where the public is going, where everyone, even the right or left is beginning to say, you know, everyone has a right to healthcare. I mean, people on the right are going slower to it, but even they're coming around. Right, so you could stifle that momentum. So he, Barack looked progressive when he did that. And that's what people don't realize. Most people, that's why I said it's about the center, but the true center. Because most of the time when you deal with politics, you're dealing with somebody calculating, who calculates what position should they take. It's not, it's not sincere. It's not authentic. And you can do that domestically easier than foreign policy-wise. That's the difference. Like I give Barack props when he when he lifted sanctions from from Cuba, right? He he lifted it, and that was the first time in a while that some people could actually start to travel there without. I mean, you still need to go to certain things in the government, but the travel the, it was eased up a little bit, right? That was fairly. I mean, I want to say it's progressive. Progressive would be no. Let's just normalize relations one hundred percent. So even when he did that with Cuba, it was still more what you know. It, it, it is designed to look progressive. And again, I'm not a progressive, but I, I give respect where respect is due. And I do realize that's what the country is slowly moving to. And even though I don't agree, I do think it's moving there because the people on the right just want to ignore stuff. And they and they don't understand that the, these, the Generation Z years don't operate like that. And they rather just... Say the generations years are snowflakes and they don't want to work and blah blah blah. But you have to look at it like they're inheriting this planet. I could come and say, oh, I don't know, and I'm forty some years old. I can come and say, ah, oh, climate change, ah, may not be real, maybe real. I mean, it's not based on science; is real. Like in science, we know it's real. But let's just say I'm delusional, right? Well, I'm in my forties. You know, I could probably make it out of here without engaging that. But but what about my kids? What about my grandkids? It's their planet. So they're going to have a different point of view than we're going to have. That's understandable. And the people on the right just don't, they refuse to see it. So Tulsi, for me personally, I think, if I'm being honest, the way she's moved hasn't been, like, it's been very sloppy. It's been like, like, for me personally, if Tulsi was sincere with this, because to me, it feels like she, she voted present. Like, I actually don't disagree with her voting present. I actually think that, I think impeachment is a waste of time because there are many things that you could impeach Trump on, but what they're trying to impeach Trump on is petty and it's worse things Trump has done. 
and they refuse to address the worst things Trump has done, like 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 back a illegal war in Yemen, which is the worst human rights, a worst case of human rights in the last violation of the last ten years, Saudi Arabia's war against the Yemenis, right? Back in coops, a coup. I can't see coops. A coup, back in a coup in Bolivia, whether we want to pretend or not, putting pressure on Venezuela where we have no. We were kind of back in the cool there too, kind of. I mean, it was not really a cool, but it's more like some weird type of election fraud going on, right? They're doing all these things. He's doing all these things, and they're not they're not pulling his card on that. And I'm just being honest. You go back further than Trump. Dick Cheney, and George Bush had a, a straight up illegal war. Think about it. What we say, Dick Cheney, and George Bush had a straight up illegal war. Probably a million people died. They never got impeached. Which one is worse? Some Ukrainian deal or an illegal war that cost a million people their lives? Never got impeached. So, and why the Democrats won't, won't pull Trump's card on what they're supposed to? Because they're, they're complicit in his crimes. That's the difference. So, I don't support impeachment because of that. And, and also because if you really want to get Trump out of the office, even if you think that you should impeach him, it's not a smart move because the center and the right don't care. The center is the real key. The center might support impeaching him, but from what I've seen in polls, they don't really support. They don't really think that anything has been brought up so far that's impeachable. So you gotta. So when you make a political move, you have to think about stuff like that. I don't think the Democrats are thinking of that. They just think of their base, and that, which is fine. But you don't win by like when when Trump beat Hillary Clinton. It was because the people in the center did it in the Midwest. It wasn't their base. The right, the right wing's gonna vote how they gonna vote. The left's gonna vote for how they wanna vote. It's the people in the center. So Tulsi, if you were sincere, you probably would have had this approach earlier on. Because everyone, progressives seem to know that you weren't really progressive like that. But you only took this approach when you realized that this is the wing or avenue that was available. Kind of like a center, but left center with extremely progressive I won't even say it's progressive, but it's it's a, pr- a very good foreign policy, non-interventionist, non-interventionist foreign policy. Got to be careful. You could become an isolationist with that method, but for the most part, a foreign policy that any progressive in their right mind will have to admit is far better than Bernie Sanders' foreign policy. So the difference is, though, Tulsi, is that Bernie has, has been consistent, never wavers. The only time Bernie wavers is if he has to go on, if he has to... Tell, tell the truth about the Democrats. But in terms of policy, Bernie never wavers. And if your person was neutral, I don't know how you could ignore that. So when a person asks me the question of, what do you think about Tulsi's, you know, answer to preaching about division versus unity? Ah, uh, I love unity. I think that we should unify, but we have to address certain truths first before we do that. And I don't think her way is the right way of doing it. It shows me that she, she's, she's willing to cater. I mean, she's catering to people. I mean, let's be honest. This is people online. If you're catering to that, what makes me think that you're going to have the strength to go up against those forces that you really want to go up against? That if you really want to change our foreign policy, you're not just going up against the military. You're going up against the central intelligence. You're going up against the intelligence community too as well. The military industrial complex, yes, but but you gotta you better you better add the intelligence military industrial complex. If you want to go up against that power, gotta have a backbone. So, so far, now I'm, now I'm having doubts. 
like I said, love Tulsi. Tulsi, I she's still my number two, but I'm no one's fan. If I, I'm going to call a spade a spade. So Cyrus King with another ramble. Till next time, peace.